G'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB and this morning uh, the BNZ PSI is out. <laughs> we all know what that is. I, say, I mean, I obviously do and I uh, can't wait to hear more about it. Uh, don't worry about Omicron. Uh, we'll tell you why you don't have to shortly. Uh, you should be worried about marriage though, perhaps, and uh, we'll finish up with a bit of Wordle. It's not Wordle. Don't, I'm not saying it wrong. I'm saying Wordle. You'll find out about that too. But before any of that, uh, are we even allowing foreign workers back into the country ever again? Here is what I'm trying to work out, right? Does the government have, broadly speaking, the best of intentions? It's just delivery that's the issue. Like job spots in MIQ, right? You can have 300 teachers, but only eight come in. They think 300's the answer. The fact it never comes to pass either isn't their problem or they didn't think about the outworkings or they are taken by surprise and they don't know what to do. Now, there's no doubt part of the Labour crisis issue is deliberate ideology. Their insistence for example, that locals could be hired to pick stuff, if only you paid enough, sort of worked and sort of didn't. It is true to say that wages seem to have gone up in many of those jobs, so a win for the government. It's also fair to say that no matter what has been offered, we are still cripplingly short of people to do those jobs. So we can see there are still those without work. We can see the conditions for the jobs have been vastly improved, and yet the problem persists. So why then... Why then am I reading that as part of the government's reset on immigration, they are deliberately and overtly looking to make it harder for immigrants to come to the country? Why are they deliberately and overtly making it harder to bring their families as well? MB are doing this work behind the scenes as we speak. This apparently is going to come as a big shock to businesses when it's released. They're looking at tying migration to house consents, which in theory you can see the dots being joined sort of. But look at the mess in housing right now. Consents are through the roof, but you can't get jib board. So a consent is not a house. Upshot, though, is that it seems to be no question getting skills is a nightmare, and there seems no question that everyone who wants a job locally has one, or can get one, and there seems no question that labour constraints cripple economies. So why the approach? Why have we turned immigration into such a fraught issue when it stands to provide so many of the solutions we're currently struggling with? And if it makes no sense, what else are you left to ask other than don't they know what they're doing, or do they know what they're doing? And they really are hell-bent on wrecking the place. So no doubt this will just be something else that has an effect on the PSI. And I'm not talking pounds per square inch. Oh, no. I'm talking... I don't know what it is. The BNZ Business Performance of Services, the PSI, it's down overall. This is the overall services sector, 70% of the economy. It's it's services. It's every part of the economy. 70% of the economy, 3.9 down to 45.9. Above 50 is expansionary. Below 50 is contraction. It's at 45.9. It was at 49.7 in December. So it was um, already in trouble come Christmas time and it's got worse. So things aren't looking encouraging. The employment, sales, new orders, infantry levels, supplier deliveries, submeasures, uh, they all receded last month. The most disturbing principal component was the new orders in business. In other words, if you're not ordering, you're not doing business. It's as simple as that. That tanked to 41.8. The trend is 57.5. That's the long-term trend. 57.5 expansion, more new orders, doing more business, looking to get on with life. It's now down at 41.8. Accommodation, cafes and restaurants, as I just said to Luxon, 17.9. 17.9. It's, it doesn't get, well, I mean, obviously 16, 15 is worse, but I've never seen a number like it. If 50 is treading water, 51's expansionary, 17.9. That's how bad things are. See, I feel like I was better off not knowing what the BNZ PSI was. That all sounds very depressing. Am I part of it? Am I a service? I don't think I'm going anywhere, unless somebody's 
decided something and hasn't told me. Um... Because, you know, it's, it's only Omicron, mate. Don't worry about it. And speaking of moving on, Queensland, uh, 3,750 cases yesterday and additional six, six deaths overnight. Uh, the authorities considering dropping the daily outbreak update. Exactly. It's a, it becomes an obsession. And the moment you've got the one o'clocks and your updates and we're standing by and the Ministry of Health is about to give us, no, who cares? It is what it is. What it is. Uh, Mike, when all we all have Omicron, which will be soon, what is the point of masks? They obviously aren't stopping the spread. So obviously you're some sort of anti-mandator. Uh, but why say we're all going to get Omicron? Why are you filled with fear? I'll give you the stat once again. In Britain, 30 million people have not had Omicron. L- look at Britain. You'd think that um, you know, if you're a doom merchant, you would have thought that the end of the world came and went several times over. 30 million people never even got Omicron or, or COVID or Delta or Alpha or anything. 30 million people just gone on with life. Apparently, they've just discovered a new, even more virulent uh, variant um, not of uh, COVID, of HIV in the Netherlands. Um, I've never heard of anybody um, having sex with anybody from the Netherlands, though, so I'm sure that'll be fine. Um, uh, geez, it's a bit all a bit depressing. Uh, what about uh, getting married? That's supposed to make you feel better about life, right? And that never goes wrong, right? In America, there are going to be two and a half million weddings this year, which is the most since 1984. People have never got more married more often. Two and a half million weddings. Uh, and they've worked out that um, partnering, you know that whole thing you went through for a while, you go, oh, we're not going to get married, we're just going to be together because, you know, what's marriage really? Uh, marriage works. Uh, it benefits your long-term standard of living. 41% of all first marriages are going to end in divorce or separation. 41. Remember, this is America. There's no reason to believe it's any different anywhere else in the Western world. Uh, 60% of second marriages go south. 73% of third marriages uh, go even further south. Which makes you wonder, what did Pam, little Pammy Anderson the other day, she wreck her, what was it, five or six? Given that you told everybody yesterday it's not a very good show, it seems to have made an impact on you. Uh, I watched, very important, my wife texted me and said, you, you sound like a loser. You've got to point out you didn't watch. There are four episodes. I only watched one and walked at the next stage. I didn't want to give you the impression that I watched all four because I didn't. I watched one, thought, this is crap, can't do any more, walked away at that point. Anyway, the point is that Pam's on the slippery slope. It wasn't just Tommy. So once you go, once you go on two... Three's trouble, four's even worse. I mean, God knows what five is. I mean, the chance of it happening is zero. But 41% or 60% of second marriages going south. So get married. They also recommend in the... In I like the way you said that as though I hope Kate's still listening. No, just be on amazing. your best behaviour. No, I've never been more in love, never been happy. I had the Valentine's Day the other day and I thought 60%, that's a big number. I would have argued the opposite. I would have thought the first one goes south. You want to get the second one right, don't you? So you want to go right, made the mistake Yeah, once. no, but isn't it more like, oh, first one, big deal. Second one, it's like, ah. Uh. Oh, no, that's all attitude, Glenn. Now, to mind you, you're still on your first, aren't you? You and the old, it is your first, isn't it? Or are you just keeping the others quiet? I'm just, I, it's been going on a very long time if it is still my first. What was your wedding anniversary the other day that you, was it 25? The other day? Well, last year or Six months went, ago. Six months ago. When was that, 25? Yeah. So 25 years. Jeez. Imagine living with you for years. I mean, this guy, the, the producer oh. of the show sitting next to me, I don't even think he is 25. He's not 25 years old. He could be your son, Glenn. Thought about that? Done the test? He knows you don't have to be uh, married to have a kid, right? Anyway. Um, there was a, they were listening out for the callback. 
to that incredibly funny bit of radio and this next incredibly funny bit of radio. Trending now on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Uh, Wordle, uh, which is the game sold to the New York Times the other week, uh, people have gone nuts for it. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Every morning, or uh, if I stay up till midnight. Feels like everyone's playing it. Uh, there's a new version. It's called Worldle. W-O-R-L-D, world, all, L-E, all. Uh, it's one for the geography enthusiast. Uh, the game shows you a map and asks you to guess the country or territory in five attempts. I'm assuming it's not like a big global map because it's not that hard, doesn't it? You go, well, there's Russia. It's Britain. <laughs> there's Australia. You say that, but then young people today... That is true. Go, go Sam. Uh, you, listen, young listen. Sam. Quick, point to Russia. Go. Listen to you. Young people today. It was designed by a health journalist in Ireland called Finton Walsh. A small side project, which he announced on Twitter yesterday. It had been live for a week, but uh, it's gone off. 550,000 unique visitors in a day. Uh, by far the most popular alternative version to Wordle. Uh, there's some other failed ones. We've got Absurdle, which went nowhere. Doodle, Nerdle. I'm not just making up words here. <laughs> these, these were things. What's the, your favourite? <laughs> Subwaydle, which is, if you're an expert in the New York sub, subway, Subwaydle. And then, of course, you've got Taloodle. Tay Lordle. Tay Tay Lordle. But that's not going anywhere. Even, even, that's a shame because you'd be good at that one. Yeah, Tay Lordle. I'd be in. I'd be in like a robber's dog. I'm but, just thinking though, Russia was actually a lot bigger back in our day. <laughs> so we, we might, remember, we, even we might not know where it is. I remember in primary school, I reckon Europe was joined to Australia. I don't think, I don't think the continents had parted. There were pictures of dinosaurs on, on all no, the... I had all the dinosaurs. Do you have the dinosaurs like I had the dinosaurs? Anyway, we had to scatter them out of the playground so we could get to the play equipment. That's quite good from him, I thought. He, he took that dinosaur ball and ran with it. Dinosaur boulder? I don't know. Uh, I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, I thought that was suitably silly. It was one of the silliest ones we've done for ages. I'm happy with the silliness level. That um, I'm, I'm, let's try and keep it at that level uh, throughout phase two. <laughs> We've moved to a new phase of silliness. I'm glad ZB. Uh, that was the rewrap. We'll be back with more silliness just like that tomorrow, if not even sillier. <laughs>